Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Drunk women Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Every episode lately has been like Katie eventually gets on to blowing or sucking. <laughs> I wake up most mornings and think I'm going to nick something that belongs to this guy. I don't know. Like, <laughs> drunk women solving technically a crime. <laughs> Real fucked. Let's move on. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Hello and welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. Today we are joined by comedian and writer Athena Kablenio. Hey! Yes, that's lovely. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> a pleasure. Athena, we asked one question on this podcast, which is, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Yeah, twice. Ooh, twice. Twice, yeah. It's a bit of a story. I'll try and make it concise. So um, <laughs> one time I get my stuff nicked from a gym, right? Oh, I know, which sucked. And it was a gym that didn't have any lockers, bizarrely. So oh. made a complaint. Because it was just a gym where you kind of put your stuff in a... They had lots of baskets and oh. it was like a trust gym, I guess. Oh, oh my wow. stuff nicked. Oh man, and I had stuff, I had, to, I had a party to go to right after. My oh, earrings were in my bag, no. you know. Oh, no. So bizarrely enough, like, I had my clothes, but like 
valuables and stuff like that so I could get changed and stuff it was all and I was just thinking man I would have looked really nice tonight with my earrings (laughs) but they was in my wallet (laughs) so um and the second time it's generally true I got my stuff nicked from a gym again so um and this gym (laughs) this gym yeah this gym did have lockers so I I finished my workout I go to um look at my locker and I see a locker that's wide (gasps) open and I'm like I thought I locked it I look in this locker and all I see is my brown coat and I'm like, oh. there's nothing else in this locker. My stuff's been nicked. And I kick up, I kick up a fuss. I say I use them. Like a, I, the gym had like branded padlocks, right? Okay. So I'm like, I use one of your branded padlocks. Someone broke in, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I need CCTV so I can see who did yeah. it. And they wouldn't give it to me. So I had to go to the police. Wow. Um, and by the way, like my car keys are there. I had to go to oh, Manchester man. the next day. Shit. It was just, yeah. it, it was just ridiculous. Um, my phone was there. I had to get like, a burner phone, like a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I had to use anyway after ages it must have taken about two weeks uh, the police finally get hold of the CCTV and yeah. I'm very excited by this because I'm like yeah I'm yeah. going to find out which, which fucker did, did, did yeah. this this is justice you know? I hate the police normally but finally my, my, my tax money <laughs> taxpayers money is coming back to me yeah. and <laughs> when the copper calls me he's like yeah so what happened was um, you walk into the gym and you put all your stuff in your locker and then you come back and you basically open a random locker and you take someone else's coat. What? No <laughs> what happened was I thought someone's broken into my locker and normally you'd open the locker and it would be empty but unfortunately this locker happened to have a near identical coat to mine that is amazing oh my god I, so that started off like a whole thing um, and I was really grateful that had happened because all my stuff was in the locker and I was like thank god just still there waiting for you well yeah, they managed to break into the locker to get my stuff out but that poor I stole someone else's coat <laughs> Um, oh, you by were accident like... but so I took that back to the gym and I was like <laughs> yeah I, I... And I, once I'd realised it wasn't my coat I was like oh this isn't my coat <laughs> it's got the pockets are bigger and it's weird wow. but it was like near identical yeah. it was near identical it was like 90% identical it was, it was a Uniqlo coat so what oh. happened was you know how you get different coats from the same shop yeah. You know, yeah. So it was a very innocent mistake, um, but very. So now, when I go to the gym, I don't use a branded padlock. I have a very personal, personalised pra- padlock. Yeah, yeah. Is my is my lock my lock. Like when people lock. have. Have you seen them at the um, at the airport? People who have like their own face or something as a covering for their <laughs> suitcase, or like their dog or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. Yeah. That's what you need. That's because of people like me. <laughs> Why that exists? Because people like me are idiots. Um, no, that is so oh, funny. Like, 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 like kicking off. Like, so yeah, I was so embarrassed. Oh. <laughs> Especially the way the police officer just described it to me. Like he didn't just say, "Oh, you made a mistake." He was like, "Well, let me tell you what I saw in the video." First of all, he walked in like he really like enjoyed telling me what I'd done. Yeah. Like, it was a real narrative structure. There was a real narrative structure to to his uh, to the results of his investigation um, oh, man. Which is, it was even more I, I think they like <laughs> they so rarely fucking like solve any crimes I imagine <laughs> like... right it's so true like stuff like with theft like I've had other stuff Nick that you know you don't even bother reporting to the police right. and I was like because this is one of those gyms that you just use a code to get in so there's cameras right. everywhere it's yeah. the surveillance every inch of that place has got cameras so right. I was like yeah. Yeah. I felt like Sister Knight from The Watchmen. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I'm going to get some justice today. Uh, so very, very silly of me. But yeah, I have been a victim and, that's, and I've also been a criminal. <laughs> 
accidental. <laughs> and that's exactly yeah. what the accidental. cycle looks like for everyone. It just it always <laughs> yeah. starts in the gym. I've got my kids' stickers on my gym padlock. <laughs> oh. So I know it's mine. That's exactly you what you should do, though. Yeah. So you're smart. But I just kind of, I can't believe I was so willing to believe that my gym lock had been broken into. Like, no. it's just such a weird. You had been thing done wrong before, though. Like, why yeah. weren't you? That's true. The fact it happened before, I was like, oh, here we go Ugh. again. And it was in Wood Green, which is a part of North London, which is the kind of it's the kind of part of North London where that kind of thing happens. Right. Right. So, yeah. Do you know how I? The way I don't get my stuff nicked at the gym, don't go to the gym. Oh, genius. Yeah. yeah. It's so clever. So I'm really very unhealthy. But, um. Hannah, that's really smart. Thank you. Thank you. I just wondered if anyone else at the, the trust gym, I know that's not technically what it's called, but did anyone else have their stuff stolen? Do you know if, did they do like a big sweep or was it just like a... I, no, but the funny thing was when I, um, so the gym was the gym was kind of in the basement and the reception was upstairs. And when I went upstairs and I was like... Um, uh, and I, uh, by the way, I think I knew who nicked it. There were these oh. people being really shifty. And I was like, when you reflect on their behavior, you're like, oh, there was probably, because they were like loitering around the, the changing area, you know? Oh. And I, when I said to the gym staff, my stuff's been nicked, they were like, oh yeah. Um, um, and I said, I said, oh, there, there were these people and I described them. Um, and they were like, yeah, they, they've been known to do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is in Camden, by the way, which is Thanks. also typical of the area. <laughs> Like that's not that's not good enough. I don't I don't think I reported it at that time to the police. I just thought I just thought you know what can you do? Well, it might be that the the basement didn't have lockers, but upstairs did. So I can't remember why there were no lockers downstairs because that feels really odd. But there were because def- I remember having a big old. I'm, I remember like making recommendations like um, like a middle class white woman. You know, I was like probably like yeah yeah yeah. This is what you should do. You should have lockers. You should do this. So, uh, but I definitely know the gym vicinity. That that in the vicinity of the gym, in the workout area, in the changing room, in the showers, there wasn't anywhere secure for your belongings. That's um, so, so yeah, stupid. it was a, it was a trust gym, and that happens. You get like a lot of like local fitness clubs have like just bask. But the point is, you don't take valuables. You know, you go, you take your towel, take your sanitary pads, or whatever you take to the gym. Sure. If you need them, the stuff you need, right? Stuff you need. You're not supposed to take all your stuff. But I would have gone after work and had all my stuff on me. Yeah. Um, you had places to go, yeah. but yeah, I know. But mm. I love oh, the wow. second story just because I feel like. Those are the only times that I stand up for myself is when I, I've got all the information wrong and then I have to apologize <laughs> at the end of it. Like, it's never the moment. All the times I should have stood up for myself, I never have. And then it's when I'm the asshole. And I <laughs> we should never stand up for ourselves. We Feminism should never. has failed us. We should quiet <laughs> and so sit glad. in the corner and just be like shrinking violets. And don't mind me. <laughs> That's the lesson here. That is the lesson. Don't go to it the might gym. not be your code. Don't stand up for yourself. Yourself. women absolutely empower do it <laughs> yeah if, if we do nothing we, else like the one thing that we sort of like ask um, at the end of like the have you been a victim of a crime question is often like what would you say to the person who committed the crime against you it's like it's you <laughs> well what would I say I'd say you know what you're still beautiful stunning hilarious <laughs> talented <laughs> <laughs> love it. Just love it. one of those things, you know. Yes. So what? You've got a coat mixed up. So what? Yeah. Get up and do anyone. I don't know what I'd, what I'd say. That's I'd say awesome. I love it. You absolutely yeah, I like that. Conquer. The, the, the <laughs> jacket that wasn't mine didn't even smell right. But I didn't... <laughs> like, nothing... <laughs> 
I should have said that because my keys were in the locker, I couldn't get into my house and none of my housemates were in. So I literally spent oh. a night on my porch waiting for... And I don't think my, anyone came until like three in the morning. And Shit. I'm trying to remember why I couldn't go to my mum's house and stuff. I guess because I would have had to walk and I, you know, have any money. You had already been to the gym, uh, so... So I spent all night, like... Cuddling this warm, smelly coat that wasn't mine. Oh, God. <laughs> and I didn't notice. You know, well, no, because it was so traumatic. Of yeah. course, you didn't notice. Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> my brain is unreliable and I'm not a reliable witness or anything like that so God please don't call me up if I if I happen to be present when something's happening because I won't have a clue I'm not reliable <laughs> and they'll bring up this podcast the, you know the, the, the defence will bring up this podcast and say she's an idiot <laughs> <laughs> she's like can you have her in a court of law she doesn't know what's going on if I witnessed a crime I think I'd immediately like and, and this sounds a bit like I want to put it straight on it, onto Instagram, but I wouldn't. I'd just film myself and say, this is exactly what I saw. Oh, before you just forget. Cause when I, yeah, because when Ooh. I did jury duty, like, loads of, like, the, the witnesses, you know, the, the crime had happened, like, a year and a half right. before by the time it had got to court. And they were going, like, yeah, well, I, I, I think that's what happened. And everyone was like, well, the witnesses didn't seem to know. And it's like, yeah, but mm. but if you had that thing of yourself saying... And then you can put it on Instagram later when the... Uh, but it's true, like, um, what were you doing last Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, fuck no. Couldn't like, tell I you. Couldn't tell you. And yeah. I do the same thing every day. <laughs> you know, like I couldn't tell you. So it's yeah, yeah it's very memories are very fallible. That's all I was gonna say is it's so frightening when you actually look at the research and the psychology of recall and how easily someone is swayed and it's mm. just you almost can't believe uh, anything mm. anyone says. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. And on uh, that note, Hannah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, fuck. Let's move on. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. I want to thank Tom and Becky from Paris, who are our listeners from Paris, who they suggested today's crime. Um, and today oh. we're talking about the world's first car theft. Bit of fun. I imagine that'd be so, quite easy if it was the world's first car. Yeah. Just get into it and piss off. Like, just... <laughs> yeah. Much security. <laughs> Maybe there's a dog in the boot or something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah surely they're going to drive down the road for 20 minutes and then need yeah. gas. What what era <laughs> car? Was it, it was the car uh, where they had to like, lift it up and yeah. like, run away? It was the equivalent of the trust gym. It was like trust cars. Like, we didn't see this coming. I mean, straight out of the gates, do you think the first person to jack a car was a man or a woman? I have a problem with us calling this the first time a car got stolen. Like, how could that be? Like, sorry, I'm going to be annoying. Like, just this, there will have been cars, there will have been thefts. Wait and see, Katie, wait and see. Naysayer. Yeah, I'm a naysayer. <laughs> well, I'm going to say woman to answer the question. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I hope it's a woman. Any, yeah. any reasoning behind thinking it could be well, a woman? Well, just thinking practically, you probably wouldn't be able to buy a car if you were a woman back then. So you probably have That's to nick one. The only way you can get it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what? It's it sound logic, and it was a woman. It was Bertha Benz, yeah, who was aged. <laughs> She's aged yeah. thirty nine, um, and this happened in Germany. Um, <gasps> Did she steal a Benz, and her name is Benz? Yes, but why do you think it could be the first car oh, ever? Oh wait. She looked for my husband. Did she look for my husband? Go on, I love her. She's amazing. <laughs> 
Go on, Bertha. You, you deserve that car. That man was trash. Okay, whatever he did, you deserve that car. All right, yeah. Good to chill on you, Bertha. Did she read the husband's car? Do you know what? She did. Um, <laughs> I love this. But, I love this. So she stole her husband's car. But when when do you think this happened? When do you think it was the first sort of the first car? And it was. It was Mr. Mercedes Benz. When do you think it was happened? Because basically, it, it wasn't just. It was the first car theft because it was the first car. It was What's the first car. It was his no prototype. Other cars on the road this is the prototype yeah this is the prototype of the patent ben's patent motor wagon it was cool so this, they got a bit cooler with the names after a while gotta be late 1800s hey girls do you like my motor wagon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you're saying 18 something i'm saying like 18 1894 1894 any advance on 1894 i'm gonna go for i think it'll be post world war one i'm gonna go for 1930s 1930s okay. yeah Taylor okay so everything America's ever done they've stolen and so I grew up learning about like Henry Ford right and like <laughs> his cars those went out a lot further ago than I ever thought like I feel like Henry Ford's first car was like 1905 so I think this oh, is maybe no. Katie what did you say I said 1894 I'm going to say 1897. Okay, okay. It, it, it was 1888. Wow. So I win. Katie was closest. <laughs> <laughs> you do win. So it's 1888, Bertha Benz. She's in Germany. Do you think that was a good time to be a woman in Germany? It's never a good or time to be anywhere. a woman, ever, anywhere. Yeah. yeah. This is true. So that's a trick question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a, qu- a trick question. Oh, uh, I was hoping there was some twist. Like, it was actually this pocket of progressive, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They were allowed no. to read books and everything. <laughs> no, in Germany, you either belonged to your father or to your husband, if you're lucky enough to get married. Um, and indeed, there's an old German proverb, which is women and gouty legs are best at home. Gouty, as in they yeah. have gout. Yeah. Yeah. So they're kind of comparing women to like, oh, just if you've got a gouty leg, like leave it at home. But also women like should be left oh, at man. home. And then as women well, get gouty oh. legs, double trouble. <laughs> Yeah, they can never go out. Also, let's just acknowledge how much worse that probably sounds in German. It sounds bad enough in English, but then imagine that sentence in German. Come on. It's, um, yeah, it's not. It's very harsh. (laughs) It's not a fun time. It's like Gauter Jane. So um, the car, yeah, Bertha Steels, it was a prototype of the Benz patent motor wagon, uh, which was also known as the horseless carriage, because at that point, like cars, they literally looked like a horse and carriage, yeah. but without the horses. I wish we still called them that, because it's, it's still technically true. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. is. <laughs> and Nissan Micra is a horseless carriage. Mm. Like, it, yeah. They're driven like one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nissan Micra is honestly, people driving, it might as well be... <laughs> <laughs> dragged by a horse 20, 69 <laughs> miles an hour in the fast lane you know move I used to own a smart car and yeah it maxed out at 62 I'd drive on the motorway you in them it's like, yeah you can't go uphill you've got to get out and push it's, they're, great. They're, like, they're nippy though yeah yeah they're adorable until you, have, you have to actually drive on the motorway and then you're like I'm gonna die I'm gonna die <laughs> <laughs> Did you have one of the proper small smart cars? Yeah, like the... the tiny, tiny ones when I lived in Wales. Wow. Yeah, and I had a job in Swansea, so I'd drive from Cardiff to Swansea, and there's this stretch near Port Talbot where the wind is so strong, it's like you're in a tornado. And honestly, every time I thought I was going to die, I'm like, I am not getting paid enough <laughs> to do this. I would just like shake around. Going back easy to, to um, park, though. So easy to park, like any angle, and that's my kind of car. 
<laughs> so her husband was Carl Benz, who was of Mercedes-Benz fame. Now, what do you think made Bertha wake up on the morning of the 5th of August, 1888, and think, I'm going to nick my husband's car? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I wake up most mornings and think I'm going to nick something that belongs to this guy. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's more like what, 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 what made her wait so long? Yes. <laughs> That's the question I want to ask. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're so annoying. <laughs> well, actually, I'll give you a clue. What and the clue is so that long? actually, like, her intentions were actually good. Which is a bit of a shame because I like, like immediately when you're all like, yeah, yes, like to to steal his fucking car. Um, yeah, she had good intentions behind what she was doing. Oh, so was she going to washed? pick up his mistress Mercedes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it taking it to the car wash. This will be good in a few years, fifty years time. Um, any uh, any oh, ideas? Oh, somebody was ill and she had to get them to a doctor quickly. Ah, oh, that's a good shout. That's a good intention. Um, I'm so confused by the good intention. Well, what it was, and well, for a start, it was classified as a theft because uh, she's a woman, and like you said um, earlier, she can't um, own anything. She's not allowed to own she's anything. Not she didn't libraries. ask his. The scout no. cannot drive yeah. a car. <laughs> yeah. um, so basically and she didn't ask her husband's permission and obviously like at, at this time nobody owned a car so you know you were women allowed to drive no you didn't need a license um i bet she could have been pissed yeah she could have literally yes hammered what a time to be driving like beautiful <laughs> but yeah so basically she just left him a note on the kitchen table um saying see ya um, and because Carl Benz was a brilliant inventor, um, but he was a terrible businessman and he'd invented the car in 1885, um, but hadn't marketed it properly. And he really kind of didn't believe in it um, and was actually scared of the consequences oh. of inventing oh. and selling a car. So she stole it because she was like, I've got to show this to the world. I've got to show no people that way. this is a thing that can work. Oh. Yeah, that's what she did because he's just this shit businessman. So she's oh a God. power behind the throne kind of thing. Mm. Mm. Right, right. Yeah. yeah Do you know done. what I mean? The most premium, expensive cars in the world to be birthers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> People getting shit done. <laughs> So why do you think, actually, that, that Carl Benz was... He was quite, like, worried about the consequences of inventing and selling a car um, because it was quite a controversial thing within Germany. Can you think why it would be because controversial? Because the horse industry is going to go bankrupt. Horses? Yeah. Was it, Any advanced? Was it some weird... He... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, oh, Athena. No, oh, I was going to say, did he get visited by someone from the future to be told about climate change? And <laughs> yes. And oh, that's would be better. Like, oh, no. Like, it will make it easier to, for, like, the school run, but, yes. you know, the ozone layer... Yeah. Oh my god. That's my Bertha favorite is now answer. like a bad guy. <laughs> oh my god, Bertha's... that's the back to the future I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> but right well, Brown. Stick to horses. Taylor, any advice? I don't even remember because that answer was so much better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what an idiot. What are you talking about? <laughs> he was visited by someone from 2020. That's it. <laughs> Um, was was it religious? I just always put it down to religion, like Lutheranism, and they're like, cars are sexual, the engine is going to remind us of an orgasm, and we can't have those because God. You know, like now how there's like all lobbyists, you know, the tobacco lobby and the pharmaceuticals and stuff. I feel like there was a horse lobby. Do you know what? Actually, I think we've been doing this podcast for too long because you're right. <laughs> um, and it was the Kaiser of Germany loved horses and called anyone who would try to replace them unpatriotic. Yeah, it was 
literally just that he loved horses and it was he was scared of the horse for the horse industry and also it was it was the ultra conservative church who uh, would look upon horses that carriages too. as heresy so, or yeah. witchcraft um, but Bertha didn't give a shit, mate. Like, she doesn't give a shit about the planet either. She didn't, didn't care out. about that future person. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. And, yeah, so she nicked the car out of their little workshop um, and took their two children, both boys, aged 15 and 13, on the first ever, like, joyride, essentially, to try and drum up publicity and prove to the world that a horseless she carriage... She brought the teens. Yeah, That's amazing. kids. It is funny, isn't it, that like in the, that day and age, it's probably because, I don't know, her husband probably couldn't deal with a day of looking after the children on his own. <laughs> I know, like, she, oh, you might as well get in the car because you'll die yeah. if I stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, this is the best day of Bertha's life. No matter what happens in the story, this is the best day she's ever had. <laughs> Well, where, so where do you think they went? If this is the best day, this is the day that she's like, right, we're going on this road trip. Where did they where go? Where are this they? Is, this, is, this is a PR stunt. Yeah, they're in Germany. Um, but like, what, and are they in a big city or are they just in like a little They're in like village? a small town. Oh, okay, so does she go... I, again, this is... It's still Prussia then, isn't it? So all bets are off. Oh, I don't even know what... Um, what cities exist? I know, and I literally took all the cities out of this because I was like, oh, I can't pronounce that. So like, it's like small village in Germany. If you want publicity, you just go in in eighteen eighty whatever, and it's Germany. I guess you go to the marketplatz. Yes. <laughs> what? That's, yeah. like, that's German, isn't it? Yeah. That, that checks out. Yeah. Or like you could do it. Go to the German. Yeah, the German Christmas markets here. Yeah. Or like, or like, it's like maybe yeah, like somewhere there's a busy place like a market, or like you know there's an opera house, so there's a crowd coming out. You need a big yeah. audience for people to see it. You're right. She yeah, she goes through a couple of towns because she's going to visit her mother. That's the the sort she of wants like publicity, so she visits her mum. Yeah, because <laughs> mums are gossips, you know. They shout all your business <laughs> Actually, out loud. Yeah, that's. You want no one to know anything? Like, don't tell your mum. But if you want everyone to know, tell your mum. Yes. Yeah. She's gonna tell everyone. She knows. That's <laughs> the best PR ever. Yeah. Um. So she lived 55 miles away. Um, wow. Katie, that's 90 kilometers. Um. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is an audacious plan because cars have never been seen on the road before. And like what you were, you guys were saying is that like essentially it looked like a carriage being pulled by invisible horses. Like a ghost. And it freaked the, yeah, it freaked people the fuck out. Wow. They were like, like some people were like, wow, this is amazing. But others were like, this is really really scary. And and not only that, is a woman driving it as well. So this is the devil is like, on wheels. Yeah, yeah, genuinely. they genuinely thought she was a witch. Yeah, I bet. Wow. Yeah, because I mean, um, a... she was a woman making her own choices. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So how long do you think it would take her to drive 55 miles in the first ever car? At least three times as long as today. So like three hours, I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, three hours. Yeah, I'd Dina? go with that. I'd go with that. I'd probably do about 10 miles an hour. So probably, you should probably like shocking people, but at walk, walking pace. Yeah, <laughs> right. you, know, you might as well get a horse, love. <laughs> it's quicker. Yeah. yeah, it's like being in traffic. Yeah, um, people on horses just like taking it over yeah. and stuff. Um, Katie, how long? Three hours is a sensible answer. I feel like it's either going to be like six hours or... Oh, even hour. longer. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, actually, Athena, you were right because it, it travelled at nine miles per hour. Huh. So, yeah, so it was kind of about that that's, sort that's of... That's a nice run, you know. Yeah. 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 Get out of breath. But it's, you know, you can, you can sustain that pace. Which means, what a waste of... <laughs> why have the car? You could literally get out and run yeah. fast in the car. It's so really funny. Yeah, it took her ten hours. Um, but that's because there were quite a few teething problems along the way. And I think that's... Go on, Kate. No, just like refilling with petrol and getting too hot and breaking down, like... Yeah, and essentially this became like, it became the first test drive as well. Yeah. Um, and she is the reason why like car manufacturers now do test drives wow. because as she was driving, like shit started happening and she, and because Bertha was amazing, she was an inventor as well. Like she had, like basically she invented half, half of the car anyway as well with Carl wow. Benz. Which oh, half? And man. the back half or the front half? <laughs> yeah. Because if it's just, yeah. I'll put a boot on it, I think that's probably a bit too much credit, mate. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wind your neck, love. It's just a, just a container, really. Yeah. <laughs> so useful, though. So useful. But her name wasn't on the patent. Um, why do you think that was? Sexism. Yeah, patriarchy. I'm yeah. going to throw a curveball and just say it was just too small. They just couldn't fit her name. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Taylor? I love, your, um, I love your optimism. But yes, it was patriarchy. It was sexism. And also it was because she was a married woman. Apparently, if she'd been unmarried, she could have been on the patent. Ah. Yeah, you sign away your rights when you get married. Yeah, when it's I sang so Carol, weird. the Bertha is implied. Right, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly, and um, yeah, and she was just the, like this great businesswoman, but um, strictly, she she just wasn't allowed to be, and wasn't allowed to be on patents or. Um, and when she first met Benz, she invested in his company, which she could only do because she was unmarried. Where do you think she got that money from? Inheritance? Oh, in her own inventions. Oh, I wish. Um, <laughs> any idea where, like. Well, basically, as a dowry, I've just right. <laughs> like yeah. So, but if it's um, a dowry, she doesn't get to choose what it gets spent on. Well, I, I mean, it's it, that's a good point. Um, she she did have this dowry, but then when she got married to her husband, it sort of all goes to him anyway. Right. Um, so I don't know whether it was just a sort of, but that I think happened before they got married. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah so essentially she helped invent the car but and she also invested in it okay. is kind of the point like you know she she paid for the parts yeah so with her own um, female parts yeah <laughs> but she so she's basically her husband wasn't doing like the marketing and he wasn't sort of pushing this invention so she says i'm going to do something about it it didn't have a petrol tank that's something that it didn't have because it was never supposed to go 55 miles um and at the time <laughs> oh that's hilarious my printer hasn't printed out the word because it was in a different colour because I got it off Wikipedia <laughs> Liprion I think it's called which is like a petroleum solvent that the car ran on oh, so it wasn't quite petrol okay, okay. Um, but basically she got to one of the one of the towns one of the marketplaces um, and had to buy this stuff where do you think you could possibly buy petroleum cleaning well it's petroleum solvent that was used in like dry cleaning and stuff so where do you think it's she went ethanol Oh, is it booze? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. Is, it, is it that way? Yeah. Is it like... Because it's chemical, right? So... Like a factory. I don't know. Like, it's going to be some sort of industrial... Well, weirdly, it was um, at a pharmacy because apparently they would sell, like, fuel and shit. Like, they sell oh. arsenic at that time and fuel. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So she was able to buy it from a pharmacy. And apparently this pharmacy in Germany still has a little sign-up saying it was the first fuel station in the world. Oh, wow. Oh, they really, cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great, right? They really, um, they really milk it. Like, yeah. What was that, 140 years later we or something? We helped the first joy rider. <laughs> I'm nerding out um, on the details, but I ju- I'm so curious how it actually worked so it was different than petrol but i feel no, like it's the exact same principle as petrol if it didn't have a tank but the ignition yeah i don't i can't work out if there's no tank it won't have had a I've, spare tank it'll have the tiny tank where it happens and then you'd have to keep ah so we'll we'll still have like a spark it'll still have an ignition you would just have to probably yeah. stop every 10 minutes and right top it up. yeah it just has like a really small kind again, of again um, i bring it back to the smart car because it was exactly the same <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so they get on their way again and the fuel line gets blocked um i think we all know exactly what a fuel line is i don't no, need to explain I, it I, weirdly i do know some stuff about this not this okay. case but like okay. i know about the early cars breaking and fuel lines and just every like it was such a rat-a-tat kind of they they would break all the, even in the like 1950s well no maybe not the 1950s 1920s like okay. there would be a lot of stopping and starting and refinement as you went. You kind of- so the first fuel line um, got blocked. So how do you think? What do you think she used to unblock it? Her mouth um, blowing or sucking. Mm. Oh, straight in. Okay, every episode lately has been like Katie eventually gets onto blowing or sucking. I'm. A- <laughs> what is that? What is going on at home? <laughs> What really is it going well. on? Maybe that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've got blowing and sucking, Taylor. Okay, if something's blocked and it's 1888, and I'm with my teenagers, well, first of all, I'd make one of the teenagers do it, and I'd put a stick in it. You put sticks in it. Put a stick in it. Sure, a stick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Taylor. I think a child, you know, one of the kids, and like a stick. You know, I'd be, I just get them to pull their weight. You know. <laughs> Do yeah. something. It's probably one of their arms because kids just, they weren't as valued then. Oh, so it's like maybe, your arm's skinny, maybe, you put it in there. Quite malnourished. Yeah. <laughs> maybe um, flushing it with some water or something. Well, it was something on her person. So it was something to do with what she was wearing. Oh, oh like a hairpin, a hat pin. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. It was. 
Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was it was her hairpin, um, and she used it to unblock it. Um, that's a big hairpin. Then... Yeah, very resourceful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And she, it, that's the thing, man. It's it's like she's just everything that she comes up against because she was this inventor as well. She was able to solve everything. She understood it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, she is essentially. Oh my God, McBertha. Um, okay. <laughs> Again, I know yeah. we pitched too many shows on this <laughs> podcast, but like McBertha, I'd watch that. <laughs> um, so basically, so I'm going to give you another question now, but it's the other way round. So she came across another problem and she used her garter to solve it. What do you think the problem was? Oh, well, that's going to be what we use our tights for when a car breaks down. Um, what does everyone use their tights for? <laughs> Seducing the cam belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it in, you know, a, in the 70s? Is that called a cam belt? Do they have them in the 1888? Um, It'll, yeah, they're, or, they're the version of it. Yeah. What? Or to oh, indicate, did you just wave it out the window? <laughs> so I'm turning right now. Which? Yeah. Was it? Did she throw it as a, in in like road rage at somebody? Like you, yeah. don't you know what a red light is? No, it's not been invented yet. Shut up! And then she threw it out the window in someone's face. Why would you have to cinch on a car? It's something you're gonna have to no, tighten, like yeah. the exhaust, I guess. My mum, my mum did this when a car broke down. She used a pair of tights to. Fix. That was your mum's excuse. Yeah, why are your tights in the back seat? Oh, <laughs> Just me, I've got kids, I know I'll be telling them all kinds of shit. <laughs> fan belt, it's called a fan belt. Why are your knickers on the kettle? Don't worry about it, alright? <laughs> oh, God. Um, it's okay, Yeti. Um, the garter, do you want to. I'm just reassessing my mum right now. <laughs> okay, Katie's going through something, so what we're going to do is I'll tell you. She's like, wait, we weren't in a car. There were some red lights. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, she used the garter um, as insulation material for the fuel line. Overheating. Um, no, I'll stop talking. Was Maybe, it I don't really know what that sentence means, but um, either way, it's, it's, it's quite cool that she was so, like, you know, she was just using yeah. everything about herself to... Um, keep it going. Keep it going. And actually, Athena, you've kind of already answered this Ooh. question because the thing that made her trip difficult was the fact that the motor wagon struggled to make it up hills. <laughs> what do you think she used to get up the hills? Oh, on definitely the, way the to kids. Her she had them, she had them push them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Them. yeah. Yeah. I've had a car that yeah. was 0 0.8 litres. I, I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> that car was useless. <laughs> we used to always when we were going uphill in my mum's old what was it it was called an opal cadet i think that's is that that's a, a car but it's like that you'd it, have to like everyone would lean forward to get it up the hill <laughs> and i realized it it didn't really help we must have looked fucking old as a family just all like doing that and then when it would get too hot in the car and it would like there'd be condensation she'd always be like right everyone stop stop breathing like as a joke but me and my brothers would like nearly pass out every time just to be just more competitive oh bit of fun anyway um so yeah she used her teenage boys to push her up the hills basically when she got back she invented a third gear for the car because she said look this doesn't get up hills and this uh -huh. is how you fix it we need another gear so like because nice. that's not something she could do on the road but after they got them up the hills they had to come down again um and the brakes were made of wood wow did they okay. catch fire <laughs> do you know what? amazingly they didn't catch fire um but she, this was something she had to solve on the road. So she essentially she invented the world's first brake pads. 
Um, how do you think she did that? She had to go somewhere to... Sanitary um... towels. Sanitary towels. <laughs> no. I just want her to be She'd using everything on her person. Like, I've got one more card to play. And it's in my pants. <laughs> yeah, what? She's got some... I wouldn't... What? Is it Well, rubber? it's not something about her... her person she goes to a certain type of person who she says can you do this to the brakes uh, like a blacksmith we've done pharmacy a cobbler we? Was it yeah a cobbler? oh a cobbler yes <gasps> cobbler, yeah, that's spot on yes because they she because they're going rubber soles that's yes that's the best yeah at that moment they used leather so it was just like the first thing that they sort oh, of like, oh, she was like can you give it a leather covering and yeah she invented the first brake pads wow. which is just like mad so eventually they arrive at her mother's house and they telegram carl to say they got there safely so do you think because of bertha's trip do you think it did the job did sales go up did the car i mean we kind of know that well, the car was a bit of a success got, uh, leather like i don't probably i wouldn't want to buy that <laughs> not, not the best advertisement yeah it takes you 10 hours to get somewhere it's 55 miles away yeah <laughs> um mm, yeah That's of, like you know the spacex flights going up to space now that's the equivalent. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know what? We're yeah. going to wait till it stops blowing up. How about yeah. that? Yeah. How about that? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so... Yeah, that's very I'll true. wait till it's been tested a bit more, thanks. <laughs> Any advance I, on... See, it? it must have been mixed, right? It must have been, like, there were people that were like, yeah, no, thank you. And then there must have been people going, oh, my God, I love technology. Like, you know, the people that love gadgets now or whatever. Taylor, any advance? No, I'm just picturing it. I bet it was a split crowd. Yeah. Basically, like, it was the thing of all publicity is good publicity and it got shit loads of publicity. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, and then basically she took the car back and she said to Carl, right, this needs to change. We need this, we need this and we need that. Yeah, I mean, what, so what do you think? How do you think Carl reacted to wait, all this? Wait, wait. When Bertha... Go on. Sorry, did she spend a night in the cells? Was she arrested? What no, she wasn't arrested. It's kind of... It's, it's a little bit kind of like... Um, it's not necessarily a crime. She wasn't arrested oh, for stealing the car. Oh, it's technically a crime. It's technically a crime. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drunk women solving technically a crime. Um, <laughs> how do you think Carl reacts to this? Well, if he's really meek, he's probably annoyed he's got to do work. <laughs> and he had 10 hours with the house to himself. So, you know, he probably appreciated it, to be honest. He was like, yeah, there wasn't, he couldn't even chill and watch Netflix or anything. He just had to get hammered in the garage by himself. They stayed a couple of days as well, uh, um, her mum. Oh, he, was, so, he celebrated. Uh, he was like, yeah, take it out and watch them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was the keys. Yeah. <laughs> Boys night. <laughs> <laughs> well, essentially, I mean, he was livid in the first instance. He was, like, fuming when he realised... Because, like, she left this, yeah, note on the table right. that essentially said, gone to mum's. Um, and she, he, she didn't say anything about the car. So it was only when he went to look in the workshop that he realised that she'd taken oh. it. And he had, like, three um, days to invent the post-it note, but he didn't. Like, he <laughs> sat there with a the note, like, you know, it would be better if she had been able to put this on the <laughs> fridge. But mm, what a dick. <laughs> So Carl was, yeah, he was livid, but he also said in his memoirs, following the first shock, I felt an inner pride. He also said of that time, only one person remained with me in the small ship of life when it seemed destined to sink. That was my wife. Bravely and resolutely, she set the new sails of hope, but still wasn't allowed on the patent. But, you know, 
it's nice that he kind of, he appreciated her and he wouldn't, I mean, Mercedes-Benz might not, well, probably wouldn't exist in the way that we know them now if it wasn't for Bertha. And you can now, if you go to Germany, you can now drive that same route that she did on that day. Um, and it's the Bertha-Benz Memorial route. So if anyone fancies doing that, send us some pictures. Yeah, um, do it. Yes, 10 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. that's the rule. <laughs> if anyone wants to jog that route, then please do. Oh my God, the opposite. The opposite of the Autobahn. <laughs> like, you max out at nine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's essentially Bertha's story. So here's to the first person to steal a car. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they've never made a model called the Bertha. Like I'm, I want the Mercedes Bertha. I would drive that. That feels like me. Yeah, yeah. No, it is like they. Some of this information I got from like the actual Mercedes Benz website, and I was kind of like reading it. And there's a little video, and I was like, oh, oh this okay. is cool. And then they're like if you want to schedule a viewing of a Mercedes-Benz, and that's when I was like, no, no, I <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not for me. That was Bertha's um, idea, marketing. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> She's ahead of the curve. They're keen, yeah. <laughs> She's the head of social media. At, uh, <laughs> yeah. She did a proper PR stunt. So was Mercedes a business partner? Who was Mercedes? Mercedes is the name of the daughter of one of it his business partners. It is the daughter. It is yeah, a daughter. Yeah, it's a daughter. A daughter. Okay. Oh, she gets her name sure. on it. What did she invent? Yeah, well, no, I know, exactly. Adolescence. But again, like the... <laughs> <laughs> but the Bertha Benz does sound... It sounds like a camper van, doesn't it? Rather yeah. than like a high, high quality car. Bertha is um, one of those names, yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, if this had happened, you know, maybe we'd think Bertha was glamorous if this had been written differently. True. Very true. Drunk women solving crime. We've just got enough time for a listener crime. So this is from Coral, who's written in. She says, Dear Drunk Women, my first experience of a crime happened a few years ago when I was working at a pop-up event at a race course. Every evening in December, there would be a huge party where loads of corporate people would come and get drunk and ride the dodgems in a winter wonderland. And I sang as an ice queen. One night, I went into the big tent that housed the Wonderland, put my bag in the dressing room and went to see the sound manager. When I came back, my bag had gone. Uh, when security arrived to start policing the party, they immediately searched the venue and even the waiters' personal lockers. They suspected it could be them, uh, as they were a group of students who changed every night. A bit judgy, I thought, but I let them do their jo job. My bag was never found. I would gladly give the person who took my bag all of the money um, in my bank account in exchange for the absolute nightmare it was to replace the contents, my passport, cards, keys, and a hell of a lot of glitter because she was the ice queen. And she's pretty sure that it was stolen because um, it was a Louis Vuitton bag, but actually it was a tenner from Turkey, so it oh. wasn't a Louis Vuitton bag at all. Apparently her cards and ID were not used after that night. Who do you think stole the bag? What do we think? Well, someone who lost the bet. They lost a lot of money at the race course. Had right. to uh, had to make it up, you know. Ah, I'm damage not... control. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There you go. That's a line of inquiry <laughs> for you. Yeah. Who, who lost Motive. big that night? Who lost big? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> who I guess lost big. Start there. That's good. <laughs> There's one thing we've learned in this episode. Is she sure that the bag is gone? <laughs> <laughs> Carol, we <laughs> think. Yeah, it could have been Probably you. still there. <laughs> it's in a different place. I love the idea as well, if they watch the CCTV and this girl comes in, puts that bag down, and then an ice queen comes in and takes it. But it's, it's just her. <laughs> We've been trying to track her, but she's very elusive. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I think, yeah, I actually think you've solved it there with the race course mm. because 
yeah, who, lo who lost the most amount of money that night. Um, yeah, trying to make it back. But it was a tenner from Turkey. Any advance on that? Because otherwise I'm, I'm happy to close this case. Or it was whoever had the shittiest role. Like Ice Queen is pretty oh, glam. Somebody okay. was resentful that they didn't land that role. It was like the elf or the, <laughs> the minion. I don't know. I don't know what the theme was, but it was somebody in a shitty costume who's like, fuck yeah, you, Louis It was Vuitton. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the elf guy that had to just put everyone in the dodgems <laughs> and just be like, get up, stop bouncing, like stop fucking bouncing bumping into that each other. That sounds like a yeah. nightmare, like corporate people in dodgems. Mm. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, nice. Drunk. Oh, horrible. Well, Coral, I hope you got out of that situation and I'm sorry you lost your bag, but yeah, go back and look at the betting stubs that night, I think. <laughs> oh, I thought but you knew. I thought you were going to tell us. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to know. <laughs> How cruel. You just asked sort of three drunk people what happened and that's supposed to make them happy. <laughs> well, you know what? You, you probably made a mistake, love. It's probably still there. <laughs> it's a bit harsh, isn't it? It's like, if you've been a victim of a crime and want absolutely no closure, then write into drunk women's solving crime. <laughs> um, yeah, so all that's left to do is Athena, tell us, like, where can we oh, find you? Oh, is that it? Oh, no. Yeah, that's essentially, oh, no. that's essentially flown by. So, me, you, is this, is it, you asked me a question. Were you interrogating me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about yourself. Where can like our listeners find you? Uh, Twitter. And, like, what you up I'm to? on Twitter. It's just my name. My handle's my name. So if you can't find me, you probably won't get my jokes. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I won't spit it out for you. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram. Come say hi. That'd be nice. I've got, oh, I've got a podcast too. It's called Keeping Athena Company. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, and what, what, what's that about? People, like, what's the... people just, well, before the lockdown, people used to come around to keep my company. It's very late. I'm very lazy. You guys have got <laughs> concepts and stuff. I was like, just come around and have a chat, really. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and that, yeah, that, that's, that's that. That's, so that's, that's good. So you can find me there too. But yeah, Twitter and Instagram cool. mainly. Yeah. Thank you very much, Athena, for joining us. Yay! Yay! Athena! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, when we do these, have a, have a bit of applause for yourself because I've been doing oh, this right. this evening. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.